I'm Lucy Porter. And I'm Alexi Bolden. And this, this is Academia. Academia. Oh my god. Did gosh. you know that it took having a whole computer science degree to host a podcast? Did you know that I'm sweating and I haven't moved a muscle just trying to <laughs> get this podcast started? You listeners, you don't know the shit we go through to bring you this podcast week after week. I came on ready to talk about The Little Mermaid today, and now I don't even know the, um, I think it's the Wi-Fi. I think it's the Wi-Fi across the United States at the point at this at this point. Yeah, I would. it's like the cloud. Like the cloud's kind of acting up. It's kind of raining. 5G. 5G hates our podcast. I don't even know what that means on purpose. I don't know what that means. No, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's like one of those things that like conspiracy people talk about a lot. Mm, you know what else I talk about a lot? Pizza. Really? In terms of Hillary Clinton. Oh, <laughs> I guess I guess they talk about pizza shops more than they talk about the actual food pizza. I guess. I. You know what I, I mean? Love- they talk about pizza in establishments and the things that occur there. Allegedly. 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 We're, not, we're not supporting any ideas on this podcast. No, I just think it's interesting. <laughs> and if I say one thing... Just kidding, guys. We actually... So I'm, on a, I'm in a sketch group called Cold Pizza Comedy, and I Googled today Cold Pizza out of curiosity. And yeah. there is a whole, I think, Reddit um, page of unpopular opinions. And I screenshotted it, and it says, uh, Cold Pizza is terrible and should be avoided at all costs. And that is the, <laughs> that's the link, hyperlink. You've got to start doing poll quotes for your next show that are just <laughs> links to like people shit-talking the concept of cold pizza. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, we never plug our own stuff on this podcast. Uh, every Saturday uh, in July and starting at the 17th of June, Cold Pizza Comedy will be at The Annoyance 10 p.m. Saturdays. Come, come watch. That's so chic. Yeah, and you, Mm. you had a stand-up show this week. Yeah, I'm like, I'm slowly but surely getting back into the game of performing in the city known as Los Angeles. And it's like, it's one of those things, this is how it was like when I started doing stand-up again after like the pandemic, like when shows started coming back a little bit, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you book other shows by being on shows. And yeah. so it's this like Morbius strip that just you have to feed. And so now I'm like slowly getting back into it. So there's not like any direct plugs. Yeah. I guess like book me, LOL. Question mark, P- period. <laughs> Did you ever during lockdown period uh, do do online open mics? No, but I did um, get my master's in screenwriting in which they made us do online improv, which Mm. can only be described as hell on earth. I was also a victim of online improv. It was really bad. Yeah. It was cute. It was all shoulders. And and I was also, I went to some open mics um, on Zoom. You did? Yeah, based in LA. And and this is is a great tie-in because... It was only I was taking a class on comedy and and, and comedy. oh okay and they were like but we can teach you all the rules the thing you have to do is get out there and <laughs> and if you were in person like you are like obligated to go to so many open mics in the city but because we're online she gave us like a an Excel spreadsheet of um, publicized open mics on on Zoom and oh boy me and my classmate went to one based out of LA and I have never been surrounded by so many people who I disagreed with like at one point and I went yes. to the University of Iowa and yes. so and so there were like maybe four or five older white men dude and I was like this is comedy this is where I we start this is where we go from here I don't want I don't want this to be misconstrued as like southern slander because I think there's a lot of like misplaced prejudice from mm-hmm. people from southern states but I did get my start in comedy in North Carolina mm-hmm. and so my the like bulk of my time doing open mics because I don't I don't do a lot of open mics anymore but I started doing open mics in North Carolina and usually the only woman usually the only one under like 25 And that environment was so harsh and so rough for a a long time. And like, I'm grateful for the way that I cut my teeth and it forced me to like learn fast. Mm -hmm. But my God, it's like, it takes a lot to get me to an open mic now. I can, I can imagine, especially you said there's a lot of misplaced slander on the South and, uh, 
I think, yes, in terms of like people in the North think that they're perfect automatically. And it's like, yes, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's simply dive no. In. Let's dive in. <laughs> you know who else dove in? Ariel. Yeah. How was it? It was, I. I'm sorry, the guest looked really proud of me for making that transition <laughs> just then. Because I think historically on this podcast, I'm not great at transitions. What? And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've picked up on lately. Um, but yeah, I was really proud of that one. And you know what makes a transition really good is when you pause to talk about the transition. It's okay. You were shouting out the guest. Speaking, I, I just noticed something about the guest that I can't, I have to address when we allow them to speak, but. Put that, put that pin in the, put, put that pin. They used to have a mullet and they don't anymore. Put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And they were in a contest oh for God. it. So I'm really confused on why, <laughs> on why. But before we get to the guest, the Little Mermaid was fantastic. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was everything I wanted and more. Good. I, I um, was wary because of the original, you know, the um, live, an- live action adaptations yeah. of films have really strayed from the original plot sometimes for Disney like for Mulan took all the humor out of it <laughs> like oh, all yeah. the humor out of it and so I was really I was I was interested to see how it played and I think that I was telling you this I think that they made really smart decisions in terms where they strayed from the um, animated storyline I have no idea how the Broadway um, adaptation is at all um, but I really really liked every choice I think I don't want to spoil it for anyone but I really liked every choice they made for um from how he found out her name to how they decided mm-hmm. to play the song for Kiss the Girl since I think like in the animated like Sebastian whispered it to him he's like Ariel and then he's like Ariel but having her like work <laughs> with him through it was really fun I think I because I'm familiar with the Broadway adaptation mm-hmm. and my experience with that is that it's much like campier it's broader the songs that are added to the stage version of little mermaid from the animated movie are like so silly goofy stupid Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense to me that if you if disney is trying to have like an elevated um buzzy oscary type movie they're not gonna pull from the stage adaptation Mm -hmm. but my god i want to plug the song les poissons that happens in the stage version of Little Mermaid. Oh. It is sung by like the chef, you know, the chef with the mustache. Does yeah, the one who's yeah. So he has a whole song in the musical where he sings about les poissons, which means fish, oh. and it's just him butchering fish on stage. Oh my and there's God. sort of an ensemble of like children dressed as chefs, all like singing. It's it's so good. Oh, that is nuts. And I love that. I, I want to see it now. I yeah. always wonder where to find Broadway um, shows online. Is it is there a place? You gotta look up you gotta look up slime tutorials. That's how that's how they're coded on like YouTube and Reddit and other like annals of the internet mm-hmm. to avoid like copyright teams searching for like Legally Blonde the Musical filmed on Broadway or just every cast because like that's easy to look up. Yeah. A lot of them will be coded as like girl who loves pink in college slime tutorial. Wow. <laughs> or like fish gets legs slime tutorial. Ooh, I love that. I will be looking up slime tutorials left and right yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's I'll send you a bunch. <laughs> I, I was responding to every critique of The Little Mermaid that I saw online in my head. And uh-huh. the only two I want to bring up on this podcast are first that about the seven seas, the daughters of the seven seas, and how they were all different. Like, they were representing every ocean, and so they're going to be different races. And people were like, mm, why didn't they talk more? And then <laughs> in that same vein... They, wait, wait, wait. So each of the daughters, like Ariel's sisters, they're all they all have a different sea that they rule over yeah i that yes that is my understanding oh, that, okay. that's why i was like that makes sense to me because of like yes because it's like these bodies of water if they are by demographics of people who are not like it's if it's it makes sense to me for them to be the races or like yeah like representing physically the places that they like rule over the daughters of the seven seas are going to represent like physically where the yeah. seven seas are. And I was like, that's lit and creative. And wait, and so people were mad that they were different races or they were mad that the girls didn't talk more. 
Um, the people who were in support of the movie were mad they didn't talk more. The people who were, oh, you know, really okay. hating already sure. were like, and there's more racist than just the black <laughs> one. God. I will say the the Murr sisters also have a really good song in the musical Ooh. called She's in Love, where they play like doo-wop backup singers to Flounder, talking about him realizing that Ariel's in love. It's really good. Oh, and then also in the stage musical, everyone's wearing Heelys. Okay, mm-hmm. our guest is as gobsmacked as I am. And, <laughs> and with that, I think we have to bring them on. This guest and I share a dear friend, and that's how I met this guest. And we were at a hangout one time, and this guest said to Brag. me, uh, I listened to the podcast. Great job. <gasps> and I was like, what? First of all, <laughs> readers, listeners, a fantastic way to get on the podcast in the future is to tell us if you listen to every episode. <laughs> But I will say there are people who tell us they listen and it is very clear they don't listen. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, like, don't do that because it, we can tell when you yeah. come up to me and tell me that you respect the work that we're doing here on the podcast because it's really important mm. that women hold space in academia. It's clear to me you don't listen to what we do here. Yeah, and that's important to us. We love being listened to more than anything, more acknowledged. <laughs> and this guest, this guest who is an actor, comedian, I think you're an editor. Whoa. Okay, first editor on the pod. <laughs> And fantastic person, Jake Klingensmith. Oh my Woo. God. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> Are you an editor? Yeah, I do also edit. Like, um, I do like some freelance editing. I do like, it's, it's not interesting stuff. It's like people will send me clips of like apartments, like real estate agents will send me clips of like apartments they're trying to sell. No, you're doing God's work. That's really important. Yeah, Jake, never diminish yourself. Let other people No, you don't understand. That's most of my TikTok for you page. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I get a lot of like (laughs) are you in LA and want to spend five thousand dollars a month on an apartment? This one's for you. (laughs) That's so good. By the way, I do have to mention, like I'm so happy that that interaction between Alexi and I that she just like recounted um, went well because in my mind what happened was that I was like oh I'm like I've heard the podcast I really like it which is true and then she said oh yeah what she didn't say oh yeah but she was like <laughs> she said no that does sound like her I do I do say oh yeah I just that moment where someone's like oh yeah tell me more and I just froze up and I couldn't think of anything and I was like oh uh, and so I didn't say anything else after that. No, I'm sorry. I just loved a question. I, I wanted to reference what episode you listened to so that we could talk about that episode specifically, but not in like an, in a, in a, in a, what episode have you listened to, Jake? You- I know, I, and I know you weren't doing it like that, but for some reason I like froze. I just was like, oh. oh the one in the beginning with the third one. No, I'm a listener. With, with the guest that was the person who was interesting and funny. Basically I what loved I- that one. That's most of the conversations I have about the podcast, to be, to be fair. When people aren't thanking you for, like, doing important work in academia. Yeah, that one really threw me for a loop. I also was thinking about this uh, today. Do you guys have a name for your fans? And if no, I have a pitch. I would love to hear your pitch. I think yeah. we have something, but I would love to hear your pitch. What do you have? Like, academics well, No, I want to hear your raw pitch first. Oh, never mind. I said nothing. What's your pitch? <laughs> I was going to say Academiacs. Mm. I think I think there's a reality because we've been defaulting to academics and That's, academiacs. Yes, is really it's just, it's a varietal. It's also just like not even a pun. Like it sounds like it is, and it's not. I like it because it references the concept of like brainiac. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's referential. It's referential for sure. It's astute. I would even <laughs> dare to say. <laughs> Yeah, Jake, trust yourself. It was great. All right, I'm sticking part then. I'm going to refer to myself as an academiac for sure. You can lead the academiac camp. I think I might. When when we call everybody to war and there's different, like, camps (laughs) within the troops, you'll lead the academiac banner. Maybe one day there will be, like, infighting within the academia, uh, like, fan base and it'll be the academia god i hope so i hope so we do this to start a war that's why we're here every day that's why we have opposing opinions sometimes so people can kind of pick their sides within 
the fandom. That's smart. It's honestly, we're so lucky that Alexi and I get along because if we didn't get along, we would wage such good war against each other. Yeah. Oh, I'd be petty just it, for petty's sake. And I can, I can know Lucy would as well. Yeah. Humanity should wake up every day. Thank God that these two get along. <laughs> in a lot of trouble. I mean, well, Jake, speaking of thanking God, we have an IQ test segment. <laughs> and God does write these questions. I'm sort of a vessel for God when these yeah. come to me. Yeah. You guys kind of go into like a trance when you write these, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Like the Avatar It's a spiritual state. experience for yeah. sure. That's awesome. Jake, I know, you know, we know, everyone here knows that IQ tests are, they're based in eugenics, okay? <laughs> What? I know. When I found out, I punched a wall. I know. Someone has to talk about it, too. Yeah, and we don't like that. We don't Sorry. think that is a really good measure of someone's someone's awareness of the world around them. And so here at Academia, we've created our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you a series of questions. Uh, you can answer them rapid fire, top of mind, just to get a sense of your intelligence, your aptitude, your charisma, your wit, mm-hmm. et cetera, at I'm all. Ready. Yes, I'm ready. Without further ado, Alexi, take it away. Jake, if walls could talk, what language would they speak? Ooh. Uh, mm, Got to be whatever language they hear most often. Hmm. <gasps> It's like dogs. It's like dogs. I was just going to say it's like dogs, and then I thought maybe that wouldn't make sense. No, I'm, I'm right there. I'm the person that joke is for. <laughs> Jake, what is the capital of Nebraska? Oh, my God. Is it Omaha? It is not. It is Lincoln. I knew if you were going to ask me, it wouldn't be the one I would know, right? <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, she sipped it through your school books and was like, what would Jake not retain? Mm-hmm. Jake, what would make a better bottled adrenaline boost? Let's say the market opens tomorrow with a new adrenaline boost for anyone who's looking for one. And these two sensations are competing. The first being the feeling of waking up and realizing your alarm was not set. Or going outside and realizing you forgot your signature piece of jewelry. Wow. I think my, well, my signature piece of jewelry is this nose piercing I have. Whoa. I think if I, if I went outside and realized I didn't have it, that would mean someone stole it in the night from my nose. So I think that. (laughs) The implications. (laughs) Jake, which car brand is Matthew McConaughey the spokesperson of? Is it uh, Lincoln? Also, also, is everything going to be Lincoln? Are your questions going to be Lincoln? (laughs) Oh no, you caught on. <laughs> okay. Jake, which president, just kidding. Um, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Okay, listen closely. A dog house, a bird house, house of pain, Tyler Perry. Uh, wow. Hmm. I think, I think a, a bird house because it's the only one of those that doesn't invoke an image of comfort for me. Wow. Does that make sense? Like a dog house, I picture, I picture like Snoopy and that's like cozy. And then like, yeah. house of, like I'm, TBS is on and I have school in the morning. That was good. Jake, final question. Mm-hmm. Which president, <laughs> which president died on the 4th of July? Did he really? Which president died on the 4th of July, Jake? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and guess Abraham Lincoln. It was John Adams, you idiot. Oh my god, yeah. But you know what? You still passed the IQ test. <laughs> Woo! That was what I was most nervous for. <laughs> that last question. <laughs> yes. Also, but you guys saying IQ test just reminded me. I have a friend. I won't say her name, but she went to a doctor recently. Uh huh. Like had to do like a couple of like psych evaluations for something and she went through it and then they were like okay now it's like phase two of the psych evaluation she answered a bunch of questions and then after she was done she was like did you guys just give me an iq test and they were like yes but they didn't they were doing it crazy 
Alexi, we should start doing that. We should get rid of the segment and just sprinkle questions throughout. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, be like, you're stupid. We'll have doctors on hand telling you the <laughs> results. And at the end, they'll be like, well. Isn't that like nuts, though? It is. I feel like that's illegal. Like, you shouldn't do that be able to test somebody without their consent. Right. Or just to be like, it's a test. Don't worry what test it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that would invoke more anxiety about it, though. I think knowing if you're if you're just going in there to answer questions instead of putting someone on like a you never know what their schooling experience is like so if, if they hear IQ tests they're like oh my god oh my god okay I'm being I'm being judged great is happening I think for me I'd be more worried about a psyche valve I was just even 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 though we as we all know IQ tests are based in eugenics thank you and yes sorry I just had to say it someone okay. had to say it um, <laughs> I I still think if you gave me one even though like in my mind I think they're like dumb. I would mm-hmm. be like, well, I'm going to try really hard on it and try to get a really high grade. <laughs> I still want a good grade, yeah. Yeah. It's okay to still want to excel in systems that are flawed. Right, right. We do that every day. Oh, my God. We try. So right about that. We really yeah. try. <laughs> Jake, we here at Academia are doing important work. Yes. Honestly. We want to bring forth conversations as women and friends of women Mm. about things that academia on a whole is not discussing. Yes. Jake, what has academia ignored for too long? Um, Academia, in my opinion, for too long has ignored um, pitchfork.com's list of the 50 best (laughs) albums of 2016. (laughs) Jake, what? Yeah. No, yeah. he's with me. Lucy gets it. Hey, I'm with you, but I also want to question what? I, yeah. <laughs> I was lost. I was like, what are we doing? Until you said 2016. 2016 is what sold me. I heard Pitchfork and I was like, okay, the music festival or the object, like a Pitchfork. And then you said 2016 <laughs> and flashbacks of mostly Drake came to mind. So I'm very curious. Mm. Right. Right. That that makes sense for a lot of it. Like, yeah. So can I walk you through my thought process of picking this? Please. Please. I recently was reminiscing about how, like, in 2016, an infamous year for music, according to Twitter.com, <laughs> I was, like, just remembering how much me and my friends cared about what Pitchfork said about... <laughs> and I was just, like, thinking about how I don't ever go to... I don't even think about Pitchfork now, ever. Yeah, in high school we like kind of cared about it and i was at work and i started looking at all these like old pitchfork.com lists and then i just remembered when i was in high school i was on a radio station we had a high school radio station cool. oh man it was very cool and we actually didn't really appreciate it at the time like i kind of yeah. other high schools had that too well because you hear about that with college but you don't really hear about that with high school Did right you- i know in illinois I went to high school in Massachusetts. Oh, man. We got East Coaster on the pod. Exactly. Yep. Sorry. I should have, should have said something up top. <laughs> it's really scary to drop that this far in. You yeah. guys put like a, like a warning on this episode that just says East Coast elitism. I'm not the first on the, on the pod. Joe Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> drop him by name. I'm going to send him this episode. I think we have more than just Joe Harrington. Yeah, I think we're a bastion for East Coast elitism. So in Massachusetts, you guys were enraged over this because you had a radio show or what? So we had, we had a, a radio station in high school, 88.3 WBMT, the North Shore's best rock. And Duh. <laughs> I feel attacked by that title. And we just like, I was just thinking about how me and a couple of my close friends every Friday night from five to seven would get on the radio where there couldn't have been more than like 15 people at most listening. And we would get like really angry about what was the best best album or what Pitchfork said or what they didn't say. And then thinking about this, I actually ended up calling one of my like best friends from high school last night. And we talked about this list together before I came on here. You pre-game the podcast and we really appreciate guests who do that. In terms of like, teen male rage <laughs> that is the most wholesome and well-placed yeah it really could have been so much worse <laughs> it really could well and 2016 specifically like the the culture of 2016 is 
unmatched. Election aside, for me, 2016 was like <laughs> Hamilton. I think Harambe died in Ooh. 2016. That was like the summer after high school for me. I feel like also it's for me, it was like the only time in my life other than probably 2020 where I feel like while it was happening, everyone <laughs> in my life was like, this is a lot of big stuff happening right now. Like, yeah. People were like nostalgic for it while it was happening. It's the greatest summer of our lives. <laughs> and I was like, why are we saying that? Why? What is What is about this summer that's new? That's different. That was Pokemon Go. Oh, whoa. Was it really? Was it? Yes. It, that's when Pokemon Go like had a whole thing. It's when it started. That is unbelievable. Jesus Louise. Yeah. Wait, okay. So music wise, what, what are we dealing with with the 2016 list? This is, yeah, I kind of wanted to, to go through just not like all of it, obviously, just like the top 10. Okay. Yeah. And I want to see if like I want to revisit it. See, do you guys think they got it right? Have you, is there an artist you've never even heard of before? Like, so it's obviously wrong. Like, they did not nail the zeitgeist. I just want to, like, go through it or just see what any any of these things mean to either one of you. Let's go. All right. So I, I just thought it would be fun if we go through, like, the top ten. And yes. you guys tell me if they nailed it. If you, like, if it was an accurate representation of the zeitgeist. If it, these albums mean anything to you at all. Because, to clarify, this isn't, like, this isn't like chart data this is pitchforks editorial team great exactly. okay these are opinions they're the awesome. princess of music let them have it go ahead Jake. exactly exactly all right so at number 10 they have radiohead a moon-shaped pool <laughs> no it's i listen to radiohead i probably two days a year <laughs> i wake up and i put it on I think I listen to Radiohead on accident whenever it's playing. I can't I, I can't sit somewhere and be like, that's Radiohead. That's an easy thing to accidentally listen to is Radiohead. Yeah. It's big in Starbucks yes, across exactly. the nation. Starbucks right. Starbucks I. Starbucks I. <laughs> I guess like I want to hear you continue going down this list, but I also want to know what they place below these things. Because I don't off the top of my head have a such a, a referential knowledge of 2016 discography or anything. Can I give – I will go back because there's one thing about this list that I think is nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that on uh, number 19 for 2016, they have anti-Rihanna. Whoa. Now, now. <laughs> 19? 19. And then a couple – like at the it, a couple years ago, they did their best of the decade list and they had anti placed at 15 of the for the decade. Crazy. Okay. I thought too low for 2016, right. too high for a uh, decade. I'm with you on that, I think. Mm-hmm. But they isn't it crazy that they switched up that much? Yeah, they were like, dang, people really hated us for that one. Maybe we got to get them back. <laughs> we got to overcompensate a little bit. There was also Rihanna Shortage probably at the time they made this list. Was it like end of 2019? That's actually such a good oh. point. Yeah, so like this, it came out in 2016 and they said, yeah, it's good. They took her for granted. <laughs> As we all and did. We all did. And then a couple years later, they were like, We'll take anything at this point. <laughs> we miss her. With Radiohead, I have the I have that disease where it's like you can say a name of a band towards me, and I'm like, yeah, no, I know Radiohead is a band, but I right. can't tell you a single song that Radiohead has done. Totally. But if you played me a Radiohead song, I'd be like, oh, sure, I know that. It, it makes perfect sense. Also, I just like have to point <laughs> out in isolation the phrase with Radiohead, I have a disease. It makes it sound like you're a huge Radiohead fan. We're adding it to the merch list. <laughs> we'll get you socks, Jake, for this custom episode. I would love it. I think socks are the one thing our merch store doesn't sell. You know what they do. T-shirts. We'll write an angry letter. I would love to get some socks. Okay. <laughs> I'll okay. Sharpie write Academia on a pair of socks and mail them to you. I'll just mail you a bunch of my, like, Nike <laughs> socks. And you can, like, yeah. Yeah. We're going to make millions. Because <laughs> we're going to sell Jake's used socks. What's number nine? Number nine is Angel Olsen, My Woman. What is that? Wait, guys, I love that album. <laughs> Do you not know? Like, Wait, guys, don't come for me. I actually, that's, that's my song. No, what is it? Like, what does it sound like? Do you know that song? It's like, shut up, kiss me, hold me tight. That one. Maybe he dropped an octave. <laughs> Maybe if I was. <laughs> he dropped an octave. Um... 
Shut, I can't sing, but uh, here we go. <laughs> Shut up, kiss me, hold me tight. You know that one? No, I don't no. think I do. Not at all. But that could be on us. We could be bad and wrong. All I'll say, no, you're not. No, no one's bad. No one's wrong. All I'll <laughs> say about that album is I remember going into school my senior year and being the most sleep deprived I've ever been of my life. <laughs> going into study hall, first period, putting that album uh-huh. on. And falling asleep to it. And to this day, I am chasing that experience of listening to an album for the first time in half of a dream state. Well, okay. I have to point out that you said you went into school sleep deprived and you went into first period study hall. Why didn't you skip? Dude, I did the... um... Yeah, you fucking loser. (laughs) No, I'm simply asking to maximize your sleep time. Why would you go to study hall? Why weren't you skipping school? Why aren't you doing fucking truancy? <laughs> yeah, you should have been staying awake, <laughs> burning nicotine in the bathroom. Um, I this is like the embarrass. I have to admit to you guys, I was on the morning announcements in high school. So <laughs> no, there, we but- could have told you that. <laughs> of course, you were. We thought you were going to be a radio host. That is not a surprise to me in any sense of the word. Right? No. Loved the camera, needed the camera every morning, 7 a.m. I think the only reason I wasn't that is because my school didn't have that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's the only reason I was not morning announcement community. We had like, I really was like, like we had morning announcements. It was video. So it was Whoa. like every day. And then also after school, we had the radio station. So I was like. Multimedia mogul. Yeah. What was the budget of your high school? Because this sounds yeah, very expensive. <laughs> they were, that high school is crazy. Mascot <laughs> Regional High School. I love my East Coast elite friends. <laughs> okay, what's number eight? Let's check it out. This album I've never heard of before. An- Anoni Hopelessness. Hmm. No. People are going to be so mad listening to this I episode. <laughs> Because I have very limited musical literacy, and people are going to be pissed. Like, you don't know Anoni? Go die. I could have picked any topic, and I pulled up with a list of things, and some of them I don't even know what they are. (laughs) It's good. And what's number seven? I'm waiting to hear one I think is going to be on here. Seven. And here's what I'm saying. Here's, like, the top five, we're going to know all of them. Okay. And wait, real quick. Is Hamilton on the list? That's crazy to me. Do you think they they draw the distinction between soundtrack and album? I feel like they're not above putting a... Because here's the thing about Pitchfork is they will, like... (laughs) If they think it's, like... They will not put a soundtrack on any of their year-end lists. And then one year, if they think it's just crazy and subversive enough to do it, they'll do it. Well, and Hamilton, in the year 2016, would be the one to do that with. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that was that was when it was okay to like Hamilton. It more it was more than it was like cool to like it. Yeah, I guess in your communities for sure, for sure. <laughs> I never I never jumped on board. Hey Jake, you just said it, so it's. We already established I was a nerd showing up to study hall first period. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, it's okay. It's a balanced society that we have here on the podcast. And I was going around calling Hamilton groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing about me leads you to believe that I was not fully on board with Hamilton when it first came out. It makes sense. I remember where I was when I listened to Hamilton for the first time. Was it first period study hall? Tears from streaming down your face? No, but I was introduced. There's a video and it's like well known at this point of um, Lin-Manuel Miranda at the White House during the Obama administration. It was some like arts banquet. And he this was when he was like getting notoriety for in the heights and he came to like present this song from a new musical that he was workshopping with this crazy concept about american Mm -hmm. politics and this was like what like 2009 yeah like it was still very early days and so i had a history teacher play that video in class be like you guys crazy stuff is happening Mm -hmm. so then 2015 2016 when i was like going to tour colleges we were driving to north carolina and the album had been released and so i listened to the whole thing from top to bottom and like cried in the backseat of like my parents honda oh my god when i any questions i have one i have just one question um what do you think about that video of uh lin-manuel on the train where he's rapping 
he, do you know the video I'm talking about? He's alone on a train rapping. <laughs> no. Just Google Lin-Manuel Miranda alone on a train. <laughs> Alexi like- and I this summer got fixated on the video of him <laughs> promoting Encanto, where he goes, Colombia! <laughs> Me, Encanto! And then the video, like, the cameraman just gets two, like, the .5 filter on him. <laughs> we would be running around Second City. <laughs> Classes would be happening. We would find the echoiest part of the building, and we would just go, Colombia! It's <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. And then, he, like, I think one of the comments on the video was like, he looks away like he's embarrassed of himself. And he did. He did? <laughs> oh, no. He Never be embarrassed, Lynn Manuel. Never be. He hasn't. He. Why would he start now? Right. <laughs> What's number six? <laughs> what is number six? Uh, number seven, real quick. Was a tribe. It was a tribe called Quest. We got it from here. Okay. Only thing I remember about that album was it was uh it was released the week that um of the twenty sixteen election. That's all I remember about it. Wow, a tribe called Quest really standing up for themselves. Kismet. Exactly. Here's here's where we here's where we start to cook, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Number six, Chance the Rapper coloring book. Wow. Yeah. That one has aged so horribly. It truly has. <laughs> Every time I mention Chance the Rapper to people now, they go, oh, all of his stuff has aged horribly. And I guess I wanna know what Jake, I guess from your POV, what how, why, what happened. To chance the music is still the same the albums are still there what happened to people it's such a good question from from my perspective if it's i'm listening to coloring book in 2016 in like the fall of 2016 summer i'm thinking about oh i'm moving to chicago next year this is going to be my life <laughs> this is awesome yeah he said channel and i I'm- are the same <laughs> oh and then do you know what's crazy is i did my freshman year at columbia Wait, I've never i I ran into Chance the Rapper like outside my dorm building. You did? No, I did. It sounds like Chicago fan fiction, but it's so <laughs> what? true. Wait, what was he doing around Columbia? I this is actually like I truly didn't intend to tell this story, but <laughs> I was in like a really really bad mood because I. <laughs> Jake's no good, terrible, rotten day. <laughs> like I won't get into it. Like truly, like I, I had to like fly home for like a like something sad, and oh, so I was just like, in a bad mood. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to cook dinner tonight. So I walked across the street to um, Columbia College Chicago alum will know Devil Dogs. It's, Hell yeah! It's yeah. Just like I don't think little... that's limited to Chicago, Columbia folks. No. I'm hey, gonna be it's honest. To us. It's by okay. the Alliance Theater. I will say that it is, and that one's new too. Like that wasn't there um, a few years ago. We, I so I was like, I don't want to cook dinner tonight, and so I walked across the street, and I'm gonna. I was like, I was gonna get a hot dog, mm-hmm. and I look up, and at that time, as we remember, like this is like fall 2017. There's still pe- people everywhere are still wearing like the three hat. The yeah. <laughs> And so it's like not uncommon to see like a guy walking down yeah. this like State Street in the three hat. And I look up and I'm like, that guy's wearing the Chance the Rapper hat. And then I looked up again and I was like, I think that's Chance the Rapper. And he was walking <laughs> towards me. And so I like already seemed really rad, like double taked at him. Mm-hmm. And he could immediately tell that I clocked him and was like immediately like annoyed that like someone <laughs> recognized him. <laughs> Wait, were you by yourself? I was by myself. No one is on the street except us. It's me and him. It's like, it's kind of late. It's like 10 p.m. And he hates that you're there. He hates that I'm there. I'm in his old, yeah. He used to hang out around there because his high, famously his like high school that he recorded 10 day in was across the street from my dorm freshman year. Oh, okay. He like had been, he went to high school in this neighborhood. And I go, Oh, I like like it like me saying oh it like escaped from my body. And I was like, oh. oh, and he goes, and I go hey uh, b- big fan, and he's like thanks. And I'm not also this is not to like trash talk him. I'm sure whatever he's doing his own thing, but he, I'm like so starstruck that he like walks ahead of me. I like stop walking, so he walks ahead of me. I'm like five feet behind him, and he turns into Devil Dogs, which is where I'm also <gasps> going. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can't follow him in there at that I point. I can't like follow him in there, but then also I have the thought process I'm like, well, I can't let him like like <laughs> dictate the course of my night. So yeah. I like you were having him. a bad day. Exactly, it's my bad day. It was this, and it was his big day. Oh my god! <laughs> a lot of people don't know that the day he's talking about was that day. But so he, I'm sorry, I'll swear I'll finish this soon. So no, this, I'm hanging on every word. He opened the door to the devil dogs and like, I, he, and he's like a couple feet in front of me. So I like, I just like panic and I walked past him. Like he was holding the door open for me. <laughs> and he like immediately, it's so clear that he's like, this fucker just cut me in line. And like. Jake, did you I, get behind him? No, no. I went straight to the car. <laughs> Well, it's not like you took the last hot dog. Like, it's double. <laughs> no, I believe they, like, made his first. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah. who is this guy in front of Chance the Rapper? <laughs> who is this Columbia freshman? Literally, yeah, because yeah. you're, like, in college at this point. LOL. Yeah. I was, I was crazy. I, like, remember, I remember I was wearing, like, a Red Sox hat, and I'm, like, 18 years old. Like, I just, like... Just like a twerp for sure, yeah, like and, and but so they obviously so they like take his order first. They sh- that's what they should have done. Like that's I'm not mad about it. They take mine. No one is in the devil dogs <laughs> besides us, and so we just stood next to each other for like five minutes. Ugh. And I'm and I am texting like so many people. I'm like guys, I'm like standing next to Chance the Rapper yeah. devil dogs right now. And so many of my friends are like, every every single person I'm writing to is like, get a picture, get a picture, get a picture. And you I'm can't. Like, I already cut them. I can't. And they're all like, get a picture. And I turn to them and I go, hey, can I get a picture? He goes, not right now. And I go, no, that's <gasps> fine, dude. Don't worry about it. And then a, and then a little girl came in because she saw him on the street and said, can I get a picture? And he said, yeah. <gasps> and so he took a picture with someone else. Oh, my God. You're so brave for not only continuing to exist after that, but for telling that story i think it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me that's humiliating i mean if one of your friends were to like facetime you in that moment and you, and you pretended like if you like held it in a way where you could see that it was him and they could screenshot it that is you but right this, but this right. is before and when he said no like that's his consent like that's no i know <laughs> before then Okay, wait, sorry, quick tangent. I've seen this thing on the internet lately that is a new thing to me, but maybe you guys know of this. When people are like at the Taylor Swift concert or at like the Harry Styles concert, or they're like meeting a celebrity and they're like trying to get a picture with that celebrity, what they'll do is they'll set screen record on their phone. Yes. So that when they're in the process of like giving their phone to the celebrity, it catches like every interaction. Yeah. Have wow. you seen this? No, that's crazy. I've seen it. It like took me a minute to like recognize what I was watching when like those videos were like popping up on like TikTok and Twitter for me. And I'm like, what? Th- that is like Gen Z brilliance, but right. also like not what the celebrity's consenting to. I don't I think. Just, yes, exactly. Because like their personalities that have to almost have like a fixed face at every point of the interaction otherwise people delve yeah. into it and are like they frown a little bit before you ask them they hate you they're so mean they're having yes. a bad day all of these things are like oh she just came from a breakup of course she's going to say no to the picture or something like that because what if they do say no uh, right and you're recording all of it yeah. yes and then you, and then like is the video it's the it's the oh i wanted the picture but she said no here's like the seconds before she said no or something like that that's crazy yeah blows my mind anyway that was a tangent what's number six five oh where are we <laughs> that was number that was number six we're at okay. five now where we start to cook mm-hmm. where we st- where we start to cook in terms of i'm smelling the onions and the garlic and we just we so we just talked about chance we're talking about things that don't hold up how's this kanye west the life of pablo <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's 2016 what are we gonna do not i will say i just like that as it was coming out the i think the only songs on those the ultralight beam and like was like the only one that I was like, okay, this one's okay. Right. To the to this day I will say sometimes I to myself go, 30 hours. I just <laughs> that gets stuck in my head. <laughs> I let me I don't forget which songs are even on that album. I was never a, a an avid listener, so that one has the 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 video that was like super controversial, um famous. Mm. 
Oh, yes. This is the beginning of when he starts being a little prick. Yeah. Like, yeah. The beginning of the end. But that 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 six and five, the, the chance in Kanye, and they're like... Yeah. That, that was, in my mind, that was like such a thing in 2016 was those two like being together and like putting out music and everyone loved it. It was such a thing. It was like Chicago and yeah. For me, <laughs> I didn't bring this up earlier because it's a bit of a downer, but this, this time period, I was going into senior year of high school and there were some publicized racial killings going on at this time. So it was very like upsetting the like love for Kanye and Chance and especially like people going nuts in my like in my hometown over a coloring book while also not speaking up about or just not acknowledging right that makes sense yeah yeah so that's why I'm like I remember that because it disgusted me people who my entire life had never had any interest in in black artists or or hip-hop or rap until everyone else started liking it that was when I was like oh that's the first experience I have had of people like kind of putting on culture Mm. yeah there is a awesome if I can shout out um there's a book I don't know if you guys know it's called they can't kill us till they kill us by this guy uh Hanif Abdurraki um he's just like a music he's like he writes like essays about like music and stuff Mm -hmm. And there's an awesome essay in there about the summer of 2016 and about like coloring books specifically, kind of about all that stuff. So that's just like a shout out, like check that out. It's an awesome book. I'm, in, I'm interested. I'll look it up after this. That book is so cool. He also just like, he'll go, he'll jump from that to writing about like how cool it was to see Alan Iverson, like play basketball and like, and there's nothing. Yeah. He's all over the place. I love that book. There's no connective tissue. Uh, I have seen this cover and I, I was like, why? Cause it's a wolf. It is. A wolf. It is. Yeah, Alexi, this book was made for you. <laughs> it's black and a wolf. <laughs> Those are the two things. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. Everyone, check it out. We'll drop it in the link. <laughs> We're like giving it. It's like such a popular book. We're like, we need to we need to boost this real quick. And everyone needs to listen to this right now. <laughs> it was from doing academia book club. Yeah, that's. Can we <laughs> make it happen? We can kind of do anything here. What's number four? Number four is David Bowie, Black Star. Mm. Really? Yeah. Okay. When did he pass? So far, none of these have been the defining music of 2016 for me. No. I'm sure all of them were in the background, but like not. Sorry, he passed away in 2016. So I, I wonder if that's any. Right. That oh. was the whole, this was like the album, The whole, like it was like he made it like when he knew he was going to die. Oh, but this to me is like a perfect example of like in the moment you're like, of course we're going to put this like in the top five, like mm-hmm. legendary artist dying he, and he made his last album. But like in retro, like I, I feel like this album, no one to, like remembers it or talks about it really. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, I think that's so interesting. But also a wild thing to do if you know you're going to die to like. No, I think that's really cool. That's a to go to like the studio every day. That sounds crazy to me. I know like filmmakers who do it, or, or like pe- artist, or what is? There's that book that's literally like this doctor knew he was going to die, so he started writing about like his life, and he was only thirty. It's called Good Night Moon. Yes. <laughs> no, really? No. What? Oh, I'm talking about a real man who actually died, and you're like, but what if it was Good Night Moon? No, this one is a doctor who knew he was going to die from an illness, and he wrote every day. To be fair, that like I understand where you're coming from because that that could be like one of those like harmless like internet rumors that you hear. It's like the guy who wrote Goodnight Moon actually like he, he was like <laughs> on the way out. And you'd be like, Whoa. Goodnight Moon was his suicide note. It's like when you like when what's that like rumor that always gets spread about how like Ed Ed and Eddie was like they're in purgatory or something? What? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> There's an adjacent rumor that like the entire plot of Phineas and Ferb is like Phineas's um like grief fever. Yes. Like he Ferb is like a manifestation of his dead brother. <laughs> yes. For some reason, every like conspiracy theory about a children's TV show is that they're actually dead. Like I know people yes. say that about Max and Ruby and about like Isn't that Caillou? Yeah. So okay, so the book is called When Breath Becomes Air. By American neurosurgeon. And so he knew he was going to die and he started writing a book? Yes. What is he writing about? 
Oh, <laughs> I was cool. it. <laughs> um, it says a nonfiction autobiographical book written by American neurosurgeon Paul Kalanithi. It is a memoir about his life in battling stage. I don't know Roman numerals. Metastatic. Oh my God, what? Alexi. Wait, that's a kind of an easy one. I'm sorry, Alexi. <laughs> Alexi, that's four. So for, you, for our dear listeners, <laughs> Alexi just showed us IV. Which I which is, is a medical which is term. Four. This is a medical term. <laughs> you know, you know the whole thing is like V is five. Apparently and if, not, Lucy. I just said I don't know Roman numerals. That's crazy for you not to know. Some kids aren't don't learn cursive in their American public school education. I didn't learn Roman numerals in my American school public education. Blame the White House. Do not blame me. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm blaming the White House. <laughs> First yeah, and foremost, blaming the White House. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's all I wanted. Jake, what's number three? I'm grappling with this. You know, Alexi, three is just three eyes next to each other. I could probably imagine, but I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine it. <laughs> I can imagine dragons, but that doesn't make them on the list. <laughs> please, can they please be on? They have to be on this list. They're number two. I got, a, I got a spoiler for you. They are not on this list. Fuck. <laughs> In the 50 at all? Did they put, I, I can't imagine they are. I feel like they're like the number one band that Pitchfork, a website like Pitchfork would be like, oh. <laughs> All right, what's number three? Three is Beyonce Lemonade. Well, duh. That's three? It's three. Oh, I'm scared to see what one and two are. When I tell you what number one is, that is, it's going to make that seem. Can I place my bets right now? Yes. Can I place my bet for what I think number one is? Yes, and I won't, I won't say it yet. Okay. I think. I think number one is going to be Cake by the Ocean. Actually, okay, I will, I will tell you, it's not that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. I M- Not most impactful of 2016? Huh. Okay. That's crazy. I, I need to know, because Lemonade was amazing. And you can only get it on Tidal for a minute, right? Like, Yeah. yeah that, that's another. Do you remember when that was happening? Like, yes, well, I remember. Can I tell you? I went to a Tidal concert through my school. So I was a part, this is, this is fall 2017. I was a part of this group at Wake Forest called Wake the Vote. It was like a bipartisan political activist group that I was brought into as a freshman. And we did all these really cool events and we had all this like access and during the 2016 election. Oh, so I guess this was fall 2016, not 2017. Excuse me. Um, we went to New York. We were like visiting different campaign headquarters. And so we went and we visited the Clinton campaign headquarters. And allegedly the leader of Wake the Vote was mad that more upperclassmen didn't choose to come on this trip because it was like our freshman class and then the sophomores in Wake the Vote. Hmm. And so allegedly to spite the upperclassmen who didn't come on the trip, she pulled strings and got us access to the title concert where Beyonce was performing. Whoa. That would have to so, be the pettiest thing ever. I went to a free Beyonce concert Whoa. on my school's dime. And this was a concert where Beyonce's hair caught her earring and it like tore her ear. Do we remember oh, I don't this? remember. No. Yeah. It was like a whole thing, but I was there. That's the second appearance Hillary Clinton has made on this podcast. I was just thinking that too. It, it is crazy like, you guys were talking you started up top talking about Comet Pizza in 2016. <laughs> 2016 culture is ever present. I know. And I know you guys I know you guys start every episode by talking about that, but Yeah, as an avid listener, you would. But yeah, that's my connection to title. And like nobody talks about title, but I went to like a full title concert. That's wild to see a free also like to to be present for like when you're like present for like kind of a like infamous moment yeah, in an yes. artist's like performing career, that's always pretty crazy. I was also present, and this is the same. I want to be clear that these two events are the same. I was present for um, the speech that Melania Trump gave at the 2016 Republican National Convention, where she <laughs> plagiarized Michelle Obama's Whoa, speech. Really? That's what I, I was present place. for that. What were you doing there? <laughs> it was. You getting the word out? I was, yeah, I was fighting the good fight. <laughs> it was, I was really into politics in like that era and it was held in Ohio and I'm from Ohio. And okay, so I was like, yeah. 
it's two hours away. I'm going. I have to be a part of the history. <laughs> and boy, were you. Boy, boy, was I. That's where I met Colin Jost. Anyway, what's number two? <laughs> what was he doing there? <laughs> More nefarious things than I. <laughs> number two is Frank Ocean Blonde. Yeah, that tracks. Not, but that not above a- Lemonade. Can I can I tell you something? So when again when they Pitchfork did their end of the decade list, they put Blonde as number one whole decade. So who's behind this? It makes no sense, right? They switch up. Unmask the villain. Like <laughs> dock some Pitchfork writers <laughs> behind Pitchfork. <laughs> who's doing this? Yeah, yeah. Wait, real quick. Can we dox some Pitchfork writers? We're saying guys if like their names aren't attached to every single one of these, like. <laughs> Yeah, but not their addresses. Those we have access to. Yeah, well, we have those, obviously. <laughs> okay, Jake, what's number one? Okay, so this is the thing that makes the the number three. And I, to be yeah. fair, don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think it's crazy because number three was Beyonce Lemonade. Number one is Solange, a seat at the table. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, well. Well, I, okay, and so what's the name of the list again? Is it music that defined 2016? It is, it is, you go to pitchfork.com, and if you had seen it at the time, it would have said, like, best 50 albums of best. 2016. Like, this is, they are like, these are the best ones. <laughs> what I will say. I, yes, please, please. Is that that album had cranes in the sky. Yes, it did. And that one, I think, like, for me, the, the Solange, Kanye, and, um, Beyonce and Frank, but the just creativity with the the sounds in this, like the the musicality, I guess, is what people who are into music call it, is so experimental, I guess, especially mm-hmm. with Solange. So that's why I'm like, I definitely understand why it is called out and why it is like recognized among the fifty best of this year. And I love the themes of like Blonde and Lemonade and and um, what's the name of Solange's album? A Seat at the Table. A Seat at the Table, thank you. And I'm like, those are all like very- Really funny name for 2016. Well, they're, they're very deep and honest and, and healing for these artists, hopefully. So I'm like, I like that at the end of the day, Pitchfork is still recognizing albums that touch the heart of people and not mm-hmm. just like, oh man, like, wouldn't it be cool if- if money and fame and power were, were all at our hands, but more like this is the moment I was the lowest in my life and I got experimental with how it sounds in music. That's what I like. It does. And like, to be fair, all I truly, all these albums are awesome. Like yeah. I do really love them. I just like also think that, don't you think that's like such a, like they're, they're being like little stinkers with like, kind of like the, yeah. the way they ranked them. Like it's little stinker culture for sure. For sure. Well, and then I looked up, um, I looked up like top charting songs of 2016 and was just really hit with how like commercial music was in 2016 mm-hmm. as compared to this list that like does seem to value artistry. It, right. Like, like, you look at other things from 2016, you have Cake by the Ocean. Yeah. You have Cheap Thrills. You have Adele, Hello. Justin Bieber, What Do You Mean? Like there's, there's some popular culture shenanigans happening there it's like i think it's so wild how just how much like i know it's like such a stupid thing to say but how much like stuff i remember from that year it's like yeah that Uh song that song that song yeah and like and like you said yeah like to like just everything on that top billboard list like not one thing is popping up on that no list didn't Pitchfork get a lot of like flack recently for releasing like the best singers of the century? And like, like I remember there being like a list that was so wrong. Like it, Celine Dion wasn't included in like the best singers. I, I, that could be true. It, my gut is that that was Rolling Stone. I think. Oh, oh, maybe. That could be so wrong though. And you could be definitely. No, those right. two are interchangeable for me. And nobody's going to look it up. Nobody no, look it up. I'm not going to check. No. Stop asking. God, <laughs> I'm so sick of people asking us to be like, right. Right. For real. <laughs> <laughs> But this podcast is first and foremost a bastion of misinformation. Well, we're doing important work, and the important work is that sometimes you don't have to fact check. 
Thank That's you. Crazy. Unless, of course, you are putting someone else in a horrible position. Then we fact check all day. That's fantastic. <laughs> what a, that's a marvelous philosophy. Mm. I I feel so like complete. Mm. This has taken me back to 2016. I feel that I'm looking at the lens of 2023 through. I'm looking at the fodder of 2023 through a new lens. That makes now. me really happy. That's exactly what I wanted to do here. <laughs> Reevaluate perspectives, change <laughs> minds, lives, and hearts. I feel like every summer I see a, a, a viral tweet that's like, it's about to be 2016 summer all over again. <laughs> I know. And that's really what this episode has made me, has come has come front of mind for me for this episode. Right, now We're it's for real. We're here to declare summer 2023 is 2016 all over again. I don't... Also, like that whole like nostalgia like that the internet has for like 2016 summers. Like, I do not like f- like remember that as like fondly. Like, <laughs> no. For me, it was the summer I started college, and so like that's why I look at it through that lens. Yeah, that but makes like sense. for you guys starting senior year, like who cares, right? I was so done. No, I was like high school again. Think about just like the life I was living at the time. Like I am so happy that I am not in that situation still. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going back. Everybody's moving back in with your parents. We're doing mm-hmm. finals. <laughs> we're making it a thing. It's 2016 all over again. We're back, baby. <laughs> and for me, that would mostly mean sitting in the radio, this cramped radio station, like shouting about these <laughs> these lists. <laughs> Well, speaking of high school and finals and wrapping things up, mm-hmm. Jake, were you ever the valedictorian of a high school or college, elementary? I was never the valedictorian, but I did speak at my graduation. Uh, Whoa. Another, one, another one on the pod. What, what gave you the right to do that? Well, what'd you say? You know what's so crazy? I literally today was thinking about that, and I ha- do not remember why I did that or like how it came <laughs> to be that it was me on stage. Jake was just like an influencer or a personality of the high school. They were like, yeah, on, everyone loves you, kid. It's, everybody's used to hearing your voice every day. Like, it would be <laughs> jarring. Like just today was like, I, our valedictorian didn't speak. Because in my mind, I was like, yeah, it was like me. And then the val- and then I was like, it was, I no, our valedictorian didn't speak. Like, I know that kid. He didn't speak. <laughs> oh my. They were like, Jake will do it. Write up something for him. He'll, he'll read it. Is that not crazy? Yeah, your your school is way more about charisma than intelligence. <laughs> you got the sauce. <laughs> was this an art school by chance? No, um, but it was like a really good, um, really good art program for a public school. Like it was like sure. kind of known in the state for whatever reason. We had a really good art program. Okay. Well, we're gonna give you a chance <laughs> to give another speech here yeah. today. Hey. Oh man. We're going to take a moment to reflect upon what we've learned, what we've accomplished, and what we hope to take with us moving forward in our final segment, the valedictorian speech. Alexi, do you have something? Yeah. Take it away. Floor's yours, girl. Class of 2023, go ahead and take that tassel and move it to the side for me because we've just graduated, my friends. Can you believe it? And do you feel that? (laughs) That music inside of you? Just like happy feet, you go and serenade the one you love, or maybe the ones you love. And in this era of streaming music on Spotify, YouTube Premium, or Apple Music, you can play whatever you want in your car, and you don't have to be confined to Pitchfork or Rolling Stone or Vogue for some reason. Okay, you guys can be free. Go forth with your songs, friends. Ah. Yes! All of my dollar drawing tweets are just like... Choose your own choices. <laughs> that rocks. That's really good. Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, class of 2023. I was doing just fine before I met you. Mm. I drink too much and that's an issue, but I'm okay. Hey, tell your friends it was nice to meet them, but I hope I never see them again. But you know what I do hope to see and hear and enjoy my 2016 anthem closer by the chain smokers yes this song changed me for the better who knows for the worse probably because i was hearing it 
as a freshman at Wake Forest University across campus, mostly in frat basements. Mm. I sang this song at the top of my lungs for an entire year. And then when I was a senior in college, we brought it back in a nostalgic way. And it (laughs) changed me again, probably for the worse, because right after we started pre-gaming with Closer, the pandemic hit. Mm. I don't blame the chain smokers for the 2020 novel coronavirus, but it's just suspicious that both of those happened to me in similar times. Mm. Class of 2023, never forget that correlation and causation can be the same. I love you. Baby, pull me closer. Wow. Thank you. You guys are both really good at that. We've had 26 episodes to rehearse. 26 I block out every time we do it. I was sitting here like, damn, I got to go for like a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, no. You can do whatever, whatever your heart leads you to do. Okay. To yeah. quote my co-host and best friend, you can make whatever choice is good for you. Yeah, I'm sure I've said that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and probably like a Roman numeral behind it. I don't know. Uh huh. You said that's my fourth favorite expression. Ivy. <laughs> Ivy, baby. <laughs> All right, Jake. The floor right. is yours. It's lava. Okay. <laughs> Class of 2016. Whoa. Whoa. Right. I want you all to close your eyes for a moment and picture yourself a little bit down the line. Let's say seven years from now, in 2023. Maybe you guys weren't the most popular students on the charts. (laughs) But guess what? You guys are going to be the students that people are talking about on podcasts a few years from now. Yes! Maybe you're not the most successful now, but guess what? (laughs) One day you're going to blink and people are still going to be talking about you. So uh, uh, take uh, take your caps off now and throw them as high as you can. Congratulations, <laughs> class of 2016. Congratulations, Blonde, Lemonade, Solange, all of you guys. Yes. I thought you were done earlier. Yay. No, I, I probably should have wrapped up before that. It was like a false. That was great. It was good. Now I see why they chose you to speak at your school. That was good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. This was great. Before we let you go, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Where can people find you on social? Um, That is such a good question. You're pulling out notes. <laughs> you know, I'm actually even worse. I just had a moment where I was like, what is my Instagram handle? I didn't know yeah, it for a second. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, on, uh, you're unplugged. I guess I'm just unplugged right Off the grid. You guys, uh, uh, if y'all if y'all want, um, you can get me at uh, at Jake underscore Klingensmith. Um, I also host a monthly show with my friend Carson Bartholomew called Jake and Carson's Billion Dollar Telethon. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys can follow our Instagram. It's just at Billion Dollar Telethon. Alexi did it last month, and she was so good. She was so funny. Um, Woo! So, yeah. And then just like, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Sometimes I do shows and I'll post them. But uh, yeah, Telethon. That's the big one. Yes. It is such a fun show. Um, I thank you, Jake and Christ, for having me on. <laughs> it really was super fun. You guys are going to have a great time when you go and watch it. It's at um, Newport, right? Yeah, it's at the Newport Theater. Yep. Take your butts to go and pay them money. And I'm going to take my butt to say one last thing. And that is Alexi. I love you. Lucy, I love you. Bye. Bye.